was out here walking around in uh, South Texas, and it's a hard country and a tough country, and I came across a sign that said, uh, keep out. And uh, the keep out sign tells me something. It tells me that uh, the owner of the land doesn't want you to go in there. You know, the owner always has rights. And there's an old argument in the church that says, well, you know, who owned the Garden of Eden? Did God own the garden and just let Adam be the steward of it? Or did God just give it to Adam outright and Adam was the owner of it? And, and it's an old argument in the church. And I've always said, that's no argument at all. Uh, I can tell you in a split second who was the, who was the owner uh, just by asking you one question. Who got kicked out? Adam got kicked out. God didn't get kicked out. God kicked Adam out of the garden. And that tells us who the true owner is. God owned the garden, still does. And he puts Adam there as steward, told him he could enjoy it. He could play with his wife, play with his kids, play with the animals, enjoy the trees, the, the flora, the fauna. But don't you ever forget, when you look at those trees in the middle of the garden, that reminds you who the owner is. You know, I've got a sermon I've preached for years called, Every War is Fought over who owns what. And we need to settle in our own spirit, our own heart, that God is the owner, He's our source. We don't own it, we're not in competition with Him, we're simply His steward, and I'm glad that He's the Father and I'm the Son. Remember this, you're more than conquerors. is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you today. We are thrilled to be with you on More Than Conquerors program. And Terry and I want to say in, in, in uh, the spirit of how they used to introduce television shows in the past is that have we got a show for you. <laughs> We've got some wonderful things that we're really excited. I mean, this isn't just, it's like Brother Osteen used to say, y'all, this is the truth. I'm not just preaching. No, this is the truth. Seriously. <laughs> and so we want to make this as practical as we can for you. And, and yet open the doors for you to believe God for the supernatural power of God oh, to work in your absolutely. life. Everybody just say the supernatural power the supernatural of God working power in my God life. In my <laughs> and life. it's in every area, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of those areas, of course, of the total man for your healing, for your soundness and sane sanity of mind, but then also in the realm of everything that touches your life. They, like Psalm 138 says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. And, and me needs food, me needs money, <laughs> me no needs a car. You know, we all need those five basic things like you've taught before. All of us need health and healing and sanity and finances and resources and things that we need to do for our families. Amen. And so everything in the Word of God is pushing the believer towards that level of a fullness, Absolutely. that level well, of prosperity. You know, this is our third program that we've been mm -hmm. on Living to Give, and we're going to stay on it for a while. And, 
And um, it's just high time that the church start, <laughs> start changing her mind yes. and looking up with the Word of God and saying, God's right about this. That's right. And see what God says about prosperity. See what God That's says right. about poverty. And not Instead of passive. listening to people. Yeah. You know, I, you, you, you listen to people all the time and they, they just take a whole bunch of preachers and they say, oh, those guys, are th those are the prosperity preachers. And they, th they throw a bunch of those guys in there that aren't even prosperity preachers. They, right. they're, they're, they're more materialism. Gimme, 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 <laughs> you know, preachers. And uh, prosperity is, is a holy thing. Yeah, I've always I've always preached this. Very and materialism, holy, very materialism's of the devil and yeah. prosperity's of God. Right. You know, materialism says, gimme, 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 gimme. I, right. I got five of these. I want five more. Yeah, really. And, and prosperity says, uh, I want enough to meet my needs and enough left over to bless other people. That's right. That's, That's what right. prosperity is about. I remember Brother That's Copeland. higher class thinking. Kenneth Copeland said this probably 50 years ago, Renee. I, I don't think I've ever heard him say it since, but I'll never forget the first time he said it. And it was way, way back in the day. But he made this statement. He said, prosperity is the ability to use the ability of God to yes. help humanity. That's right. And I thought, I have never heard it put any better than that. Prosperity is the ability to use the ability of God right. to help humanity. So you're helping somebody else. You're using God's ability That's very, to very bless accurate. you so you can bless somebody. Very, very true. But we don't get sticky fingers and right. say, mine, 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 mine. Right. You know, I've preached so many times over the years on living to give. And of course, we did a Living to Give seminar here while back yes. up in, at a great church in, uh, <laughs> in Michigan. That's and right. uh, they asked me to do this. And so I did four sessions on it. I wanted to do right. six, uh, but we did four. And uh, I'm going to do a couple more here pretty soon. And I'm going to do a book about it because it's so vital. And it's not a sermon. No, that's it, right. It, it's a way of life. It's a lifestyle living on planet Earth 24-7. Yeah. But, it, but it's a bless. It's a mindset. Well, it is. You have to change your mind. You have to get out of one ditch and you have to get out here and drive between the lines. Not go to the other ditch of materialism, but you've got well, no, to stay between the it lines. Can't, it can't be poverty and right. it can't be materialism. Exactly. It's got to be prosperity. It's got to be God's blessings. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, if a preacher's just preaching, taking them and offering to bless him, then that doesn't impress me. You know, I have preached on prosperity. You've known me for yeah. fi almost 50 years. Almost 50 years. 49 years this year in yes. November. Yes. And, and I've preached prosperity and living to give literally around this globe. Never once have I ever taken an offering for myself. Never. No, that's or true. Or my ministry. Never. That, that I've known. Never. That's now, right. I've, taken, I've taken offerings for orphans. I've taken offerings right. for widows. I've taken offerings for people in, in hurt and disaster, right. like, like the people in Hawaii right now. Right. We've been helping. Uh, and I've taken offerings for pastors to build a building or to a missionary to buy a, a vehicle right. or, or, you know, whatever. But I've never, ever in all those years taken an offering for me. And I've known guys that go into churches, I mean, on a Wednesday night, you know, and preach on prosperity and then take an offering for themselves. Not even their church, they're the guest speaker. Take an offering for themselves and take out $50,000. Well, that's not right. No. You know, that's not right. That, that proves what the motive is. You know, that's that pastor needs to be the pastor, not the visiting speaker. But anyway, um, I said at the end of the program last week, I said, how many of you would like to give away a car? You know, I mean, we ought to set our faith for that. We ought to that's set our right. faith that I am a giver. Lord, I want to give cars away. I want to give houses away. I want to give money away. I want to I want to be a blessing. I want to make a difference in the body of Christ. I want to help poor people. Absolutely. And so you set that's your faith for that. 
Just like you set your faith for anything else. That's right. And uh, I remember one time my dear friend Wayne Myers, we've talked about Brother Wayne so much, and and uh, I guess it's been kind of a tribute month to him on each one of the programs we've birthday. talked about him because he, he just turned 101 years old. Yes. Been in Mexico 75 years and preaching living to give, and I That's learned right. it from him when I was just a kid. So for yeah. 55 years now, he's been my mentor and hero and spiritual father. But one time he was preaching a, a, a convention, a conference in England. And a pastor from South Africa flew up to England and went to that conference. And during that conference, Brother Wayne got to telling about some living to give stories That's and right. told about giving away a number of cars. He had talked about several yeah. numbers of cars he had given away. He still does that. Uh, he'll right. buy cars that, you know, like, 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 like a used car, like if he's, like now he's in Mexico City, he still right. does it. Right. And he, some friends of his or church people that he knows of will be getting ready to sell a car and get a new one. So he'll buy their car, right. their used one, and then he'll give it away, give it away to, to a widow or a pastor, a pastor or, yeah. or somebody like that. Well, the year, if you'll remember, the year before COVID, we were down there again for his birthday. Yes. And that year he had told us he had already given away 11 cars that year. And then between August and December, he gave away four more. So in that year, 2019, he gave away 15, 15 cars. Isn't that amazing? A missionary. Isn't that true? A faith missionary. <laughs> so anyway, he got to telling some of those stories. Yeah, right. And this pastor from South Africa sat there and said, that's just amazing. Yeah. I would like to give away cars. I'd like to do that. And so when the conference was over, he got back on the airplane. He's flying back to this Johannesburg. This is such a good story. And uh, on the plane, he said, Father, I don't know how to do that. Help me. I want to give away cars like Brother Wayne Myers did. Yes. <laughs> Help me do that. Show me how to do yeah. that. And so when he landed and went through customs, immigration, got his luggage, got in his car, started on his way home, he drove past a an auto yard of some kind, a, a, some some kind of a car situation, and there's a big sign out there. It said, uh, "Today, uh, today only auction car auction." auction. Mm -hmm. And he just stopped and pulled in there, and he didn't know anything about auctions. And so he walked around and he he asked somebody, he "said How does this work?" And they <laughs> said, "Well, we've got six cars here," yes. and he said, "It's a silent auction." So you walk up to each car, you look at it, and you decide if you'd like to bid on it or not. And if you do, then write a figure, you know, put your name on it and write a figure and put it in the box. And then at certain certain time today, we'll draw paper out. And whoever gets the high bid, whoever bid the most, then we will, uh, <laughs> they bought it. Yeah. It's their car. And so he, so he went around, looked at all six cars, and made a bid on all six. <laughs> Didn't have any money. That's wonderful. Didn't have any money. Yeah. And he's praying all That's the time, Lord, show me how to do dynamic. this, show me how to do this. And so whenever they pulled the, opened the auction up and pulled the deals out, he won all six cars. He had been high bid on all six yeah. cars. And he didn't have any money. It gets better. <laughs> and so he said, Lord, what am I going to do now? I'm supposed to pay for all six of these cars. And I don't have any money. <laughs> and so he went to the guy and he said, he said, uh, before I pay for these, he said, do you mind if I just drive that Ford station wagon right there? No, he didn't have any money to pay for any didn't of Didn't have any money. <laughs> and, and, but he, he thought, I got to get away from here and hear from God. Yeah. And so they said, sure, go ahead and drive it down the road. So he got in the Ford station wagon, he drove down the road. And as he drove down the road, he passed a, a, a garage that said, we pay cash for Ford automobiles. So he just pulled in there. And he said, what would you give me for this car? So they looked at it and walked around and looked under the hood or, or the bonnet, they would say there. Yes. And they quoted him a price, what they would pay him for it. And it was enough to pay for all six cars. So he said, okay, I'll, t I'll take it. He said, I need to run back and 
you know, do something back down here, but I'll be I'll be back. Uh, can you can you can you pay me? Go ahead and pay me for it now, but then give me a ride down here or let me drive it or whatever. So they did. They paid him and then uh, either took him back or let him go. I don't know what they did. And he got went back down there and paid for all six cars. Paid cash for all six of them. And then he went and gave all six of them away. Yeah. So just like that, he went from having no money whatsoever to giving six cars away in one day. And that's so see, we can set our faith for that. We can believe God for that. A Christian's attitude ought to always be, let's get it. <laughs> let's do it anyway. We don't have enough yeah. money. Let's get it. Let's do we it can't anyway. do that. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. You know, I came home one day years ago and uh, to the house and Jackie was uh, standing at the bar and she's reading a letter and she's crying. Yeah. Well, I thought, dear Lord, it's bad news. Somebody's died. She's right. reading a letter crying, you know. So I went over and I said, baby, baby, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she did what you women always do. I don't know why y'all do this. I don't know why all you ladies do it, but you do. Uh, I said, what's wrong? And she said, yeah, you're right. Nothing. Nothing. Ooh. You're crying. What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Jackie, what's wrong? What's the matter? <laughs> nothing. I said, Jackie, you're reading a letter. You're crying. Something's wrong. Who's the letter from? She said, Oral Roberts. I said, you're crying over a letter from Oral? What's, what's Oral doing? Yeah. And she said, oh, he, he's, God told him to build something over here, and, and uh, he, this cost a lot of money, and he didn't have the money to do it. And, and, she said, I'm, and I said, well, why are you crying about that? And she said, well, I just wish we could pay the whole thing. And I said, well, let's do it. She said, well, Terry, we don't have that kind of money. I said, well, let's get it. See, that ought to always be our attitude. No, Let, let's right. get it. Well, Let's not just sit here and say, well, we're just Christians and we don't have any money and we don't have any way to get money and COVID's here and the economy's bad and this administration and that administration and another administration and it's all, we can't do it. No, no, yeah. we don't live by their economy. Right. Well, the resignation to lack and poverty is the worst mindset you it, could possibly have. It's what world have. are you living from? Where well, are you from? Right. You know, I've that's got this right. whole great tape series called no, Where Are You right. From? The Where Supernatural. You, from? you know, Where Paul you said going? there's two worlds. He said, yeah. 2 Corinthians 4.18, he said, we don't look at what we can see. And that's if we right. can see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, hear it, and then it's real. No, 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 that's not real. Mm. He said, we don't look at the things we can see. He said, right. we look at the things we can't see. That's right. Because the things we can't see are eternal. And the things well, we can see are temporary. That's right. Or temporal. That's or right. what I've always said, they're perishable. You know, I've, I've, I've got stickers printed up. You've seen them. You know, I where, wish we where, brought those today. I think yeah. I've got some in my briefcase. If, if uh, Lynn, Lynn, look in my, that bag over there, that blue bag. Uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 these were fun. But we for years, I'd go preach missions conferences all over America, any other countries. And uh, if I'm supposed to be raising money for missions for some pastor wants me to raise right. his missions budget, right. then uh, I'd just go to a local printer, print shop, right. and I'd have them print stickers. And it'd just be one word on the sticker, yeah. perishable. And so then I'd take them back to the, yeah, they're, they're in a, yeah, that's him. Uh, and, and I'd just take them back to church and I'd pass them out to people. i say, here, take 10 of these, 50 of these, 100 of these, 1,000 of these, take however many you want. Just take them home with you. They're just stickers. Thank you. And they've got one word on them, perishable. Isn't that cool? Where am I looking here? And just, we gave these out one the word, other day perishable. in Florida. And they're just stickers. You know, you just, you just peel it off. And, uh, and I say, now take these home with right. you and put one on your furniture, put one on your piano, put one on the stove, on the refrigerator, put one on your bass boat, put one That's on your right. guns, put one on That's your jewelry. Right. You know, put one on your head because yeah. if you can see it, taste it, touch it, feel it, smell it, hear it, 
It's perishable. That's it's right. not going to last. I mean, if you looked in the mirror lately, you don't look like you used to look. <laughs> things are going south. Shockingly so. And, and things are perishable. That's right. And you can go to some great, great clothing store. I mean, and you go downtown New York City to some fine emporium and spend thousands of dollars on a suit or on a dress or on a pair of shoes. You can walk out there and walk by one, walk by one post and get a snag, ruin yes. the whole thing. I mean, just like that, it's gone. You know, I see people that buy a new car and they get so they're they're just miserable for months, just like, hoping it doesn't get a scratch on it. When they right. go to Sam's or Costco or Walmart or Home Depot, they park way out in the parking lot, you know, and take up four spaces, hoping nobody'll <laughs> nobody'll touch their car. Well, yes. you know, just go ahead and kick a dent in it and just get it over with, because it's going to happen. Yeah, it's perishable. Right. You know, it'll get rusty. It'll 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 fall apart one of these days. It will not last. But Paul said. This other world, which is yes, just right here, the fourth right dimension. There. Thank God. It's, it's Thank a real God. world. Yes. And Paul said, if we look into that world, yes. those things are eternal. Well, it's like So the, the money the that we need is yeah, in this lunch. world. Yeah. If we're depending on this world, that means we got to go to work and earn the money and blah, blah. And nothing wrong with that. God said, if you don't work, you don't eat. You ought to work. But... That's not your source. Oil Roberts taught us that decades ago through his book I talked about last week, Miracle of Seed Faith. He said, you need to always expect from unexpected sources. That's right. He said, if you're just expecting from your job. That's right. He said, that's, that's, you're, you're robbing yourself because you need, if you're given to God, if you're sowing seed to God, mm -hmm. then you need to expect from unexpected sources because God will bring it that's from unexpected true. sources. That's really Just true. like the pastor from South Africa. Yes. I mean, that was an unexpected source and he bought six cars and gave them away. So anyway, we we need to understand that there is uh, another dimension. Yeah. And we live in that world. Our citizenship is from heaven. It's Our citizenship heaven. isn't here. We're not yeah. we're not Paul said we're not just mere men. Right. We don't live like everybody else. We don't think like everybody else. You you don't you don't just think like your neighbor and act like your neighbor and the guy you work with down at the job. You you're not limited to his resources. Yeah. No. You've got heaven's resources yeah. and you've got to learn how to tap into that. Well, it's like And the way you tap into that is by It's like becoming to give. It's like becoming <laughs> Uh, wealthy overnight. If you found out some, you had you had an inheritance of astronomical figures compared to your daily, you know, sure. wage. Sure. You would have to put some time in to learning how to manage that money. Absolutely. Hire people that would help you understand the magnitude of the wealth Absolutely. that you've been given. It's the same thing here in in the Word of God. It is a learned lifestyle. You're going to have to learn how to do this. It's learned behavior. And it's, a, it's starting where you are and what you have. Begin to sanctify it before the Lord. Lay your checkbook out. Lay all your bills Absolutely. out. <laughs> that, that's out. why this series will change your life. It will. Because it's not a message. It's not a sermon. No. It is a lifestyle. That's what we want Living to keep emphasizing. To give. The reason we're here is to bless, to love, to care, to share, to embrace, to minister. That's what we're here for. We're, exactly. we're God's emissaries. We're God's ambassadors. We're here for God doing work for the king and the kingdom. Exactly. We you, have, you know, I've carried this around, Renee. Yeah. For decades and decades and decades, it's, I'm looking up here. It's beaten up. It's a it's up. a seed of tomato <laughs> tomato seeds, packet of tomato seeds. Yeah. The reason I carry tomato seeds is because it doesn't matter what country in the world I That's go to, true. they recognize That's it. That's true. If I carried okra around, people wouldn't wouldn't know what that was. But um, tomatoes 
you you can this is this is full you hear that this is just full of seeds and this is a sad little packet because they're not growing That's seeds right. are supposed to grow their That's destiny right. is to grow their That's right. their purpose is to grow these are not fulfilling their destiny and uh, as long as they stay in this package they'll never produce a tomato That's but true. if you put them in the ground it's going to produce tomatoes. Exactly. And you can take a tomato, big old juicy, fat, ripe tomato, and put it here on the table and just smash it with your hand. And I mean, seeds will go everywhere. And you can scoop all those up and put them in a cup, and you can actually count them. So I've always said you can count the t seeds in a tomato, but you cannot count the tomatoes in a seed. There's exactly. more tomatoes in that seed than you can possibly count. And uh, one farmer, years ago, one farmer, just to prove a point, because he was trying to we was preaching this years and years and years ago, and he came to us and he said, he said, I planted, I took one grain of corn, one, one kernel of corn, and planted it. And he said, I harvested it, and I put all the seeds, all the kernels in a, in a basket. And he said, the next year I planted all of them, and then I harvested them, and then I put them in a basket. And the, th and the third year I planted all of those, and then I harvested them and put them. And the fourth year I planted all of those. And then the fifth year, I plant all those. And now that one grain, well, one kernel, are you in ready? five years, it produced, let's see if I can read my writing Drum here. Roll. It, it produced, uh, what does that say, 8,542 bushels? Yes, sir. No. Yeah. Excuse us. I, I wrote that a long time ago. Yeah. 28,542 uh, bushels, B bushels, yeah. yeah. Twenty-eight thousand five hundred forty-two one kernel of corn, bushels. One kernel, one produced over a five-year period twenty-eight thousand five hundred forty-two bushels. That's just unfathomable. Now, what that is is God's math. Yeah, it's God. God, God always adds and, and multiplies. Satan always divides and subtracts. Quote Genesis eight, real quickly here. Well, Genesis eight after Noah and, 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 and the uh, the the other seven people came right. out of the ark. Right. And they own it all. There, there's nobody on the earth but them. And they make a sacrifice to God. And God says to them, look, I'm gonna, uh, here's your purpose for living on planet earth. I want you to multiply and be fruitful. Which is the same thing he said to Adam and Eve before right. the curse, before, before the, the fall. So yeah. the plan after the fall and after the curse is still the same. same. It didn't change. It's the same as it was before the curse and before the fall. That's right. And so he said, multiply and be fruitful. And then he said this. He said, I'm giving you four immutable laws. This is so comforting. Immutable means incapable of change. They can't change. Four immutable laws. He said, as long as time remains, Hallelujah. there will be seed time and harvest. Wow. There will be heat and cold. Right. There will be night and day. Yes. And there will be summer and winter. Yes. Now, we can't change that. Mm -mm. You know, right now in Texas and everywhere else it's hot. That's because it's August, you know. <laughs> And uh, somebody wrote me yes. a letter the other day and said, Prophet so-and-so prophesied that, that July is going to be really hot. And I wrote them <laughs> back and I said, well, no disrespect to anybody that thinks they're a prophet, but <laughs> I prophesy next July will be hot too. And the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Because God said as long as time really remains. It's not any hotter now than it ever was. Right. I mean, you look at the Weather Channel now and you look at the news media now, they're just screaming, oh my God, it's hotter than ever. No, it's not. I've lived in Texas all my life. Yeah. You know, I remember living in Tulsa all those years, and we'd go to Brother Hagen's camp meeting the last week of uh, last week of July, July. every year, yeah. every year, every year, every year, and it was always 113, 110, 108, no, I 105. The years we came, yeah. I remember. And, 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 and that's what it, what it is now. Yeah. You know, and it'll be that way next year, and the next year, and the next year, and the next year. 
And I got news for you in the wintertime, you know, go to Detroit, it'll be cold. <laughs> and tonight it'll Those be dark and tomorrow statistics. it'll be light. And God said, as long right. as time remains. That's right. There'll be seed time and harvest, hot and cold, day and night, right. summer and winter. So we need to realize what God said is right and, and go with that. That's right. You know, and, and and we need to capitalize on the seed time and harvest thing. Since you can't change it, you might as well learn how to profit by it. That's right. That if That's you right. will learn to plant, then you will harvest. Right. If you give, you will receive. If you plant, you will harvest. If you sow, you will reap. You go to the bank. If you deposit, you can withdraw. It's just it's just a law. It is a law. The, 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 the but thing, no farmer goes to the field that he's never planted no, and says, right. hey, field, yeah. give me a harvest. Give no, me a harvest. Right. <laughs> it's not going to work. Just like you go to the bank where you've never deposited and say, okay, I want to withdraw money. They'll put you in jail for that. That's not going to happen. No. no. The, the, the wonderful thing that's a comfort to me, Terry, to all of this, is that anybody, anybody, as in Bible language, whosoever will, whosoever will, if you'll take these principles from the Word of God, and start where you are with what you have. Lay everything out, the bills, the, you know, the, all the stuff that you've got, your mortgage on your house, your car payment, your debts, all of these things, lay them out. And then lay over here on the side a piece of paper where you're saying what, you're, what you want, what you're believing for, what, what your you'd harvest like to is. see change, what you'd like to see a harvest on, all of these things. And start just giving a, a, a little bit more over. Start tithing realizing that God says, I'll open the windows of heaven for you if you'll tithe. Oh, absolutely. But the 10% is and God not, didn't have to say that. Yeah, the, the, we, we're running out of time here, but that, we 10, always are. that 10% is not because it's to bind you into you know, a religious thing. Of course not. It's to open the doors. It's to honor God. It's an honor to tithe because it means you're in agreement with God on your Absolutely. money. You're in a, and you that have tithing means, rights on that. I agree with God and I'm going to invest 10% just on top here, exactly. you know, to do that. Well, you always give without remembering. That's right. You always receive without forgetting. That's right. And, and always realize that when you give because you can't help it, you'll receive because you can't stop it. That's We're going right. to continue talking about living to give, and I want you to get it. Well, that's right. You know, it's so exciting to know that. And uh, you and I this have... way for 55 oh, years. Oh, my goodness, Terry. Think about what the, the Lord has change done. change now. Yeah. Well, until next time, we want to remind you again one more time that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye, y'all. We'll see you next time. In this powerful best-selling mini-book, God's Opinion of You, Terry Mize explains biblical foundations on how to receive and use the authority God has given you. A mini book that fits in your pocket, but packs a big punch. You'll learn to see yourself how God sees you. Righteous, blessed, more than a conqueror. Get your copy today at terrymize.com. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. You know, Christians say sometimes, hey, if you get saved, you'll live forever. Well, I've got news for you. You're going to live forever anyway, somewhere, either in hell without God for eternity or in heaven 
with God for eternity. So uh, we don't want to leave without giving you an opportunity to, to give your life to Jesus, to accept him as your personal savior. The Bible says if we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and called Jesus our Lord, ask forgiveness for our sins, we will be saved. It even says if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you. 